0: Some people are compassionate, but they couldn't fix something. Some people are, can fix anything, but they don't care about people. God's put you together where you have both of those capacities. Welcome to Biblical Counseling in Action. I'm Steve Byers and this is a podcast that addresses questions like how do these principles penetrate every facet of local church ministry? What does it look like when biblical counseling starts to impact the youth ministry? or our ladies Bible studies, or our men's ministries, or the way leaders function together, or the way decisions are made in the church. And what does it look like in the lives of everyday church members who have been trained, or maybe who have been counseled, but now they're continuing to live out these principles in everyday life? That's what this podcast is all about. Welcome back to Biblical Counseling in Action. Today we're talking to Noah Hadley who oversees our car works ministry. You know, most of us who serve in a church or who serve in some kind of Christian ministry, we have experience with a person who may come to us right off the street with no prior relationship at all and they've got some sort of a car problem and they just need some help. Maybe they need a repair so they can get back to school, they need a repair so they can get back to work, Maybe they took it somewhere else and they just can't afford what it would cost to pay market rate for that repair. Maybe they're not sure about the advice they were given and they're looking for just somebody that they can trust additionally to try to give essentially a second opinion. So there's all sorts of reasons why someone might just show up with a car need. And I'm not so much thinking right now about someone who's a member of our church or of your church who might be in that situation. I'm really talking about people who are coming off the street. And so what do we do in a situation like that? None of us as followers of Jesus Christ want to be people who just say no, no, no all the time even if we may have been burned, where somebody in the past took advantage of us in some way, that we don't want to become cynics. We don't want to become so jaded that we're not helping someone, because in our view of the sovereignty of God, we believe that the Lord allowed this person to come across our path, not just about this automotive need, but about perhaps something far greater in their life spiritually. And so it just becomes a matter of how do we serve persons in this particular area of ministry? And so several years ago, we were able to start a ministry called Car Works. And so the Lord provided funding. We were able to build a separate building. We were able to equip it. It's a beautiful, beautiful shop and Noah does a great job leading this ministry. And so, Noah, I really appreciate you. I appreciate your willingness to come and talk to our listeners. Can you give us just some background on who you are, and how is it that you became interested in car works? I mean, if I was the guy leading car works, we'd be in big trouble, because I can't fix anything. When I try to fix something, it's broke worse when I'm done, and there's parts left over. So God made you a lot different than He made me. So how did you become interested in car works? And just give us a little bit of your backstory
1: yeah well I will start by telling you that leftover parts are not always bad sometimes you made it better that way <laughs> but um, so I guess I more or less was kind of born into the scenario obviously we started a full-time shop and built a new facility in what did it? 2018 mm-hmm. um, but this has been going on a lot longer than that I honestly can't give you a year I was thinking after you sent me the questions here yesterday about When exactly did this start? And I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure I was in elementary school, and I got (laughs) roped into coming along with Dad and getting to check tire pressures and help make sure that we had all our I's dotted and T's crossed and all that good stuff. So this was kind of my dad's baby, you know, shortly after we started attending here in 04, Mm -hmm. um, I want to say it was probably 05 or 06, that we started, It's like a ministry to single moms or we started with the single moms ministry doing like free oil changes for them on Wednesday evening or Saturday. And we did that for a couple of years periodically. But as we did that, we kind of came to understand that, you know, we were doing a service for people, but some of these people that were coming, the oil change that we were doing was not their biggest need i can think of one in particular that had a dire need of brakes and was driving back and forth to indy i think to take her son to riley if i remember correctly and a couple of situations like that we ran into that we're just like we're you know we are doing people service but we're also doing them a disservice by not offering a little bit better quality of service or paying a little bit better attention to people's specific needs so that's kind of where things started and just kind of evolved from there, we did a little bit of this for a few years before we moved into the new facility, working out of the bus barn at Faith East. And then this is just kind of pretty closely tied to what I've done here at the church for the last probably over a decade now, taking care of all of our fleet vehicles and so forth. So I just kind of live, eat, and breathe cars. That's my thing. That's what I do. So that's kind of where this all started, so to speak. And it's just kind of As we've grown, we've kind of seen how the needs have changed and all that, and that's kind of directed where we've ended up today.
0: So it's not just a matter of God-given mechanical abilities, but it's also a compassionate care for people who are struggling. And that's one of the things I like about you. You have both of those. You just illustrated that by saying hey, we're doing an oil change, but here's a mom who's trying to transport her child down to Riley an hour away from here, Riley Children's Hospital. So that would mean there's obviously a significant medical problem going on, and we don't want a mom in that situation to also have to worry about her breaks or to be in a situation where she or her children are endangered. So there's a compassion to, we got to do something about that. And that's a really important balance of some people are compassionate, but they couldn't fix something. Some people can fix anything, but they don't care about people. God's put you together where you have both of those capacities. That's really a work of his grace, isn't it? Yeah,
1: some days it takes more grace than others.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sure. So tell us, what is CAR Works today? So how does the process play out in the way the ministry is functioning today?
1: So the way we, we function today, let's say somebody has just heard about us either from a friend or maybe a caseworker that they're working with with let's say like food finders or another community agency or co-worker or something of that nature so they you know either they've walked in the front door here at the north end community center or they've been given the community center's phone number and said hey you know if you want to have CarWorks look at your vehicle you need to start with a care team appointment so the care team's role in all of this is that they are basically looking at this person's holistic needs, for Mm -hmm. which I believe you also talked to Lori about some more of how that all functions. But basically they start with care team. The care team is going to determine, you know, what is your eligibility because there are a certain number of qualifications people have to meet. It's not that we don't want to work on everybody's stuff, but somebody that has the wherewithal to go down to the GM dealer and just write them a check on a Tuesday to replace a transmission. Well, they're probably not the people who we need to be Mm -hmm. working on their car. So, The care team is going to determine that qualification, then they're going to hand the people off to us. At which point, we kind of take over. We do a initial workup and inspection on the vehicle. Starting this last fall semester has actually been coupled with the crossing that is the school that meets here in the north end. They've been helping do a large majority of our inspections and also kind of learning in the process. So we would do an initial inspection for the person whose vehicle is in question, try to look at their specific concerns, but then also try and look at the whole picture because sometimes you'll have somebody come in that says, hey, I have, you know, I think my brakes are making noise or my heat's not working, you know, so we try to determine the root cause of that, but sometimes you get into it and you're just like, this is ridiculous. Like you don't, you should not spend any money on this car because it's going to cost you so much money that it doesn't make any sense. So we would like to try and help people catch those types of things. If it's something that we are able to repair, you know, then we provide them with a estimate and they are able to either at that time, you know, use their own funding to do the repairs. Sometimes it's beg, borrow and steal from a friend or family member at other times either maybe the church that they're attending or there's other community resources. Sometimes the care team will assist with like a benevolence loan, or I know we we've actually got one lined up right now that we have another community partner that is helping her assist with the cost of repairs. Or sometimes, you know, again, if, like I said, if we get in a situation where we just help them determine that the vehicle isn't worth anything, we do at times have cars for sale that we will put somebody in as a suitable replacement for their vehicle and, basically our only real goal when we have vehicles that are donated that fall on that boat is that we're not losing money on them essentially you know i'm not looking here to charge everybody retail price for their vehicle so that's just kind of a snapshot of
0: yeah and i think you've said several things, things because i could see someone who's listening to this and saying you know god's given me some ability to work on cars and so i just want to start a ministry and i think you've given some helpful guidelines we don't just have people walk off the street and you fix their car without any kind of sit-down discussion first that determines need and whether or not it would be wise for us to do that. And so that's where the whole care team, and we did do a separate podcast about care teams with Lori Walters, but that's an important piece of the puzzle here, that it doesn't start with CarWorks. You're a referral agency, but a person's had to have some sort of a comprehensive conversation with one of our care team members to get a larger view of what the real need is and what their eligibility is, and that's just part of the way that you're functioning. Is that right? Right. And then there's also just the issue of that's what prevents us from competing with other businesses in this town of mechanics who are there to make a living. We don't want to take legitimate business away from them because in that sense then our quote-unquote compassion could actually hurt a private business person and that's the last thing that we would want to do. On the other hand, if private business persons know that we're going to respect them and we're working in collaboration with them, then I would think that they would be much more comfortable with our presence. And there also be, may be opportunities for them to refer to us because if they've got someone they're working with who has a legitimate need but they're just unable to pay, that person can then mention us as a possible solution. Is that true? Yeah, so it actually
1: kind of works as a two-way street. You know, we've Tell me got about that. We do have people
0: referred to
1: us sometimes by other shops, but then a lot of times, for instance, let's say we did front-end work on somebody's car, a lot of times that will require an alignment afterwards, and that's not something that we have the ability to do just because an alignment rack and the machines associated with that, like it's a, like a $100,000 setup and it takes a whole lot of room and whatever. So a lot of times, unless you're a shop that is turning a lot of volume and you know, you're going to make your money back on that on that particular tool, a lot of places don't have that. So there's a couple different tire shops here in town that we work with and a lot of times when we've done those kinds of repairs for people, we refer them to those tire shops and they basically give the best family and friends discount that's available Mm -hmm. to be able to do that service.
0: So Um, that's just a matter of respect where if we're respecting them and we're not cutting into their business, then they're going to appreciate the work that we're doing And maybe help somebody that we help to the degree that we can, but they're gonna essentially partner with us and continue to help that person in a way that we're unable to. It becomes more of a collaborative relationship as opposed to a competitive relationship.
1: Right, yeah, and then we have others that, you know, at times I've got a lot of fairly capable guys, but, you know, a lot of what we do, this isn't all encompassing and all inclusive, but. Typically, we don't get into much that, you know, we can't do in like an evening or two just because trying to do something like replace or rebuild an engine, replace transmission or whatever, that takes a lot of man hours, and Mm -hmm. I've got teams that rotate and only meet every other week, so trying to pull off a job like that, you a lot of times only want to have the same hands in it that have been in it, and it's just, it's difficult to do some of those things, or, you know, maybe more technical, difficult things like chasing down complicated wiring and computer issues because most cars these days at least any newer ones are kind of like a computer on wheels so there are some of those things that when we know that they're either kind of out of our scope of what we can do or over our head you know we've got a few other private shops that we work with that we generally refer folks to that we know are fairly trustworthy and aren't going to take people to the cleaners trying to sell them all a bunch of stuff that they don't necessarily need to have done.
0: You also talked about working with other agencies in town. So that's an important part of our philosophy of ministry, whether it's a secular agency or not, but to try to have a respectful and collaborative relationship with them so that if they have a person that they're working with who has an automotive need, they may send them our direction knowing full well that we're faith. CarWorks is a ministry of faith, and so we're going to be offering faith-based resources in one way, shape, or form, but those secular agencies aren't afraid of that in part because there's been a respectful relationship established with them all along the way.
1: Yeah, that's very true, and a lot of agencies that we work with, so I believe, don't quote me on this because Lori and the care team handle a lot of what our actual service restrictions are, you know, the qualifications that people have got to meet in order to be served, but I believe that folks have to be in inside Tippecanoe County in order to be served at this time, mm-hmm. but we, you know, we work with people from all over the place and i've had conversations with people at a handful of different agencies that i honestly couldn't even tell you who they who they were where they worked for off the top of my head that they're like you know we refer people to you guys because there's just at least in our area like there's not anybody that does something like what we do mm-hmm. you see people both that are you know needing our services and agencies kind of all across the spectrum as far as you know, the kind of situations that people are in you. Once you think you've seen it all, you see something new, but that's just kind of how it works that you kind of have to collaborate with other people in order to a find the people that we are serving. And a lot of times people are learning about us from the other agencies that we partner with or collaborate with.
0: Well, and I'm glad for that. I'm glad that we would have the kind of reputation in the community that others who may not even share our faith commitments would still feel comfortable referring their clients to us when there's this kind of a need. You also talked about having some cars that are available for people when it's just a situation where the one they have is not worth fixing. And that's through people who have donated their cars. And that too, often when a person is going to buy a new car, what they're going to receive for their trade-in is not much so at that point they might just decide to donate to an organization like car works that too for somebody who's setting up a ministry like this that's another way to serve people you're serving donors because that donor's going to be really happy if a single mom ends up having that kind of reliable transportation or a senior citizen or a veteran somebody in need if the church can be viewed as a place that is connecting those kind of resources with those kind of needs that's one of the impacts that a church ought to have in a community.
1: Absolutely, yeah, and, and I tell people that, you know, those, those are good. We actually had a vehicle donated here that doesn't really fall in any of those boats recently. that The folks that donated it were told that the car likely needed an engine. It was 15 years old and 250,000 miles wasn't really worth their time and energy to do that. And, you know, so they asked me, they're like, well, are we being any burden by donating this car? And I said, no, you know, because we're partnering with the crossing, having something like that for the guys to be able to learn on is great because they were able to dive into that with the help of their instructor and see what was going on with that and basically perform exploratory surgery on a car that nobody really cared a whole lot about where I think a lot of our customers wouldn't necessarily appreciate if we're doing exploratory surgery on their cars.
0: Yeah, so you mentioned that too, that the Crossings is an alternative school, one of our collaborative partners here at the North End. These are generally for high school students who, for whatever reason, have not fit in well to traditional public school education. And so the Crossings is a great, great program for people like that but for some of the students and graduates of the crossings they may not be planning to go to college but if they could learn how to work on cars they could be hired in a heartbeat and have a very livable wage that they could earn in that way and so crossings has an automotive program what a great way to collaborate with them and what you just said is great I've never taken an engine apart to be in a class as a high schooler and learn how to do that especially if you didn't have to put the thing back together and it would work that would be a really good day
1: Yep. Yeah. We actually just had a meeting this morning with the guy that is teaching that class and the beauty of the guy that we have teaching right now, he used to be the foreman at Defows for a number of years. So any students that we get that are capable and seem trustworthy, you know, he can put his stamp of approval on them and they could walk into pretty much anywhere in this town and get a job
0: today. Isn't that amazing?
1: It really, I don't think we could be much more blessed to have who we do in that particular role at this time
0: now i haven't talked about the volunteers but this is another way i think our churches can serve our community is by having an outlet for persons with automotive skills and who have bandwidth either because they're retired or maybe their children are grown now or they just have the time to do it and the interest to do it most of the people on who are working at car works are doing it as volunteers can you tell us a little bit about that
1: Yeah, so that has always kind of been one of the, I guess, reasons that this is attractive to certain guys to volunteer, because it's, I mean, from the time that we started doing this in 05, 06, we've just always kind of joked that, you know, some people are cut out to change diapers in the nursery, and... Some people aren't, and yep. these are the a lot of the guys that we have volunteering are the guys that have the skills and are capable and like doing this type of thing. And most of the guys that we have volunteering volunteer Tuesday and Thursday evenings during the week, so that doesn't necessarily conflict with a lot of other things going on, you know, predominantly like Wednesday night ministries at least, mm-hmm. volunteers that we have that are associated with the church anyway, because we do have some from the community that just don't have anything to do with our church, or, you know, didn't come from our church anyway. Most of my volunteers, like I said, work a regular job, but they like doing this kind of stuff on the side. And we are blessed enough to have a few retired guys that, you know, occasionally we can call on when we get in a tight spot or whatever, and they'll kind of be there at a moment's notice. But it's definitely not something that we could do without all the volunteers. Like I said, the guy that is teaching the class for the crossing, he also does volunteer on a couple other teams as well. And he's probably one of the brightest guys that we've got there as far as diagnosing things is mm-hmm. concerned um, because you've got I've got guys all over the board I've got a couple of guys that are fairly sharp and you know could do most anything on their own given the space and appropriate tools and that and then I've got some other guys that I should also say guys and gals because we do have uh, a couple ladies that volunteer as well that, You know, they maybe know a little bit about cars they could probably stumble through doing their own oil change if they needed to, but you know, they're kind of learning along the way as well. Mm -hmm. So I've got people all over the spectrum on that, but again, we could not do what we're doing without having having the volunteer base that we do, and particularly the ones that are skilled and just want to give back in that way.
0: And that's a great way for them to give back because I think in many cases they're probably not going to sing a solo on Sunday morning, they're probably not going to teach a Bible class, but they can fix a car. And if they can fix a car in the name of Jesus and possibly begin to develop a relationship or a conversation with that person about spiritual needs, then that's a huge win. That is a huge win. Can you tell us about some of the blessings or some of the challenges of Car Works?
1: It's a very broad question. I mean, some of the blessings we've worked with a number of different people over the years that they're kind of all over the board, too. But some of the ones that really ring home for you are some of the people that you've got some people that are here kind of all the time, right at their limit, and that's pretty typical. But then you've also got some people that they had to kind of have their arm twisted by a friend or family member, or whatever you know, you should really go talk to these guys. And then once they did, and we've done the repairs for them, they are so thankful so happy so encouraged by what we've been able to do for them and you know we've we've helped them get to a better place and quite honestly I don't think that they would probably ever want to darken our door again just because they you know maybe feel a certain sense of pride that they don't want to have to ask for help but it is nice to see the people that definitely have a genuine thankfulness about what we've been able to do for them and and you do see a good amount of that some of the challenges where do you really start There's a lot of this that we're still kind of figuring out as we go along. Like I said, starting this partnership with The Crossing this last fall with the class. There have been a lot of both just scheduling logistic things to figure Mm -hmm. out and trying to figure out, okay, well, the kids in the class, well, they inspected this, but, you know, we need to do a little bit more diagnostics with a guy that has got a little bit more capability or we just know this one's totally over our head or, you know, do I need to send this off to this Tuesday team or... So there's a lot of that that goes with, and then also trying to figure out, you know, there's a number of different things that we could do to continue to generate more revenue and, you know, be able to do lots of exciting stuff basically. But it was just having a conversation with Lori and the guy that's teaching our class this morning that, you know, we could potentially look at, you know, wanting to hire a full-time technician and just work on anybody's car that would walk in the door And, you know, that would be all well and good and everything, but if we can't give better quality of service to the folks that we're trying to serve, then we're really just kind of doing more work for the sake of doing more work. Mm -hmm. It is a delicate balance of trying to figure out how do you get to a better place? How do you serve people better? How do you do more, but then not just do more work for the sake of doing Mm -hmm. more work and actually, you know, get to a place where you are serving people better and giving better quality service or offering more services to the, you know, people that you are trying to serve.
0: Well, and I think that, is kind of a good way for us to conclude that, at least from faith's perspective, we've never had the view that we won't start something until we have it all figured out in advance. A lot of times around here, we start things because we think there's a need, we think there's an opportunity. We do the best we can from day one, but fully understanding that we're going to stub our toe, we're going to try some things and then change, and we're going to try to learn and improve all the way along. But I would just say to any church— that's thinking about this kind of a ministry, it can be done. It can be done. Praise God. Car Works is in existence. We dreamed about it. We talked about it. And by God's grace, we now have it. I think you've really helped us know in some important ways of, if you're going to do it, be sure that there's some sort of a way to do a comprehensive analysis of where the person's at. And so it's not just car repair for the sake of car repair, but it's car repair as part of a more holistic way of trying to serve the person in need. Don't do it in a way that is going to compete with other uh, automotive repair shops in town. Try to build a collaborative relationship with them try to work with other social service agencies and build as respectful and collaborative a relationship with them as you possibly can. And then just try to make it as volunteer-based so that volunteers have a place to serve who have these kind of skills. And then look for the spiritual opportunities that may come as a result of just letting your light so shine among men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who's in heaven. So, no, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, I assume they could. They can just call our church office, 765. 448-1986 Four four eight one nine eight six, and our staff can give direction to the best way to get a hold of you. We don't have it all figured out, but we do have a ship in the water and we're glad for what's happening and we'd be more than happy to share that, what we've learned, with anybody else who's interested in trying it in their community as well. So Noah, thanks a lot for talking to our listeners today and we wish you the best as you continue to develop this ministry. You can check out more about our ministry at faithlafayette.org. Or if you're interested in receiving biblical counseling training, go to faithlafayette.org slash conferences. You can find these presentations wherever you normally access your podcasts. And you could really help us just to get the word out by telling your friends on social media that these presentations are gonna be available. Our hope and our prayer is that this podcast honors the Lord and is a blessing to you.